Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Let's do this. What a 24 hours it's been, Scott. Holy smokes. The Mark Lee Van <laughs> There's like one story today, right? Yeah, the Mark Lee But Van- it's a hell of a story. Yeah, the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment today. He'll be back on Monday. So the special counsel, Robert Hur, who's been looking into Joe Biden's uh, classified documents retention issue, and says, yeah, there was wrongdoing. Yeah, there was intentional wrongdoing. However, we're not going to prosecute him because, well, he's a senile old man. Unreal. And, and Joe Unreal. Biden decides to go out and do a press conference to refute those claims and then winds up proving those claims yet again. Yeah. And the first thing you said to me this morning was unmitigated disaster, Scott. It was an unmitigated disaster. And, and I don't know whose idea this was to send him out there. I don't know what the objective was. I mean, it's almost like the Trump campaign said it. Right. Hey, could you send him out there for a fit? Let him go ahead and, I mean, he's angry, yelling, and he's upset, and he bungles and mumbles his way through something trying to convince us that he's not too old and feeble. Right. And again, it's not the age thing. It's the fact that he's senile and he's deteriorating before our very eyes. It never has been the age thing, right? right? It's not the number of times that he has uh, celebrated a birthday, blown out the candles and whatnot. It's that, according to this report, he wasn't entirely sure what years he was vice president. Man, that's something. And he didn't apparently know the year that his son passed away. I mean, that's a tragic thing. Uh, You can remember the year, though. But apparently he was unable to do that. And Joe Biden, uh, during this press conference last night, uh, decided he was going to go right at that issue and say, basically, how dare you, sir, question my memory? There's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. Right. Okay, great. But you also just forgot the name of the church that he got the rosary from. And Lady of... Lady of what? Well, and, and, you know, the whole thing is sort of, again, it it is completely undercut by the fact that the guy deteriorated within, it wasn't that long of a statement, but within just like 20 or 30 minutes or so, you know, he, the guy starts out coming out like they gave him the go juice. You know, he had something going through his bloodstream as he started because I thought, okay, yeah, he's, he's pissed about how he was portrayed in this report from the special counsel, Robert Herb. And and why wouldn't you be? I mean, it, to me, it's it's one of those things where, okay, you learned that you're not going to be charged with a crime. That's good. But at the same time, the reason you're not going to be charged with a crime is almost worse than being charged with a crime. Well, that was discussed afterwards. Yeah. Like, would, it, would it have been better had he have been charged with a crime? Right. 
It's Golly. like, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I call that the yay, hey moment. Like, yay, hey. Right. That's, I mean, that that's the word. You can use it in everyday parlance as well. You know, it's like, no, no, you know, I, 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 I didn't kill that guy. My alibi is rock solid. I was looking at AI-generated images of a naked B. Arthur. Like, yay, <laughs> I'm not going to be charged with a crime, but hey, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's... Or, or did I just give away my alibi? Nudity of B. Arthur. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, look, here's the thing. We've talked about this before. I talked about it this morning when I was doing some hits on other radio stations. But I've talked about this, and it is... I don't care. I get it. I mean, I've said this before. I get it. You hate Donald Trump. I understand. I get it. I get it. You're not going to vote for Donald Trump. Okay. Sit it out because you can't vote for this guy. You can't. You can't, with a clear conscience, think we need four more years of that. Do you think this gets better? No. No, it gets worse. Yeah, and it's it's gotten substantially worse. You know, we pointed out. Yes. We we played clips even from 2020, and I I thought, you know, that's when we started doing the mumbling meadows thing, like a a retirement community fit for a president. And, uh, you know, in 2020 on the campaign trail, I thought, man, this guy has more than lost a step. You know, this is this guy is senile. And then you hear clips of him from 2020 and you're like, wow, that is significantly better than it is today. Oh, yeah. Much better. I mean, just just three times this week, as we've talked about, he's recalled conversations that could not possibly have happened because those conversations in 2021 were with people who'd been dead for years, in one case, decades. And he still tells the Amtrak story, Joey Baby. Right. That guy's been dead for 30 years. Right. Which, which, yeah, it's not possible that he had that it is conversation. Impo- it never happened. Yeah. And, and, and then when he's going out and doing this press conference and saying, I'm not senile, my memory is fine. Uh, then he turns around and answers a question about Israel and Hamas. And what are you going to do about all the people in Gaza? As you know, what 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 is what are your thoughts on this, Mr. President? And he decides to completely boot which country he's talking about. Unbelievable. This is crazy. The conduct of the response in Gaza in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know. Initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. Yeah, Mexico, Egypt, whatever. They both have an E in the name. Not even close. No, it's, that's embarrassing. And, 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 you know, when you're going out there saying, no, I am mentally fit to be president of the United States, and then you say, oh, yeah, I'm talking to the president of Mexico about opening up the border— to let Gazans in, that yeah, it kind of undercuts the overall message. And and you mentioned this uh, off air, but uh, Axios has a report where at least one Democrat is ticked off at the White House because they let him do this quote in the dead of night. It was eight Crazy. o'clock Eastern. Yes, <laughs> after a full, after a full day, you know <laughs> the man is tired, and they bring him in and they make him do this. Nobody made him do anything. My. My kids His were awake. People wanted, of course they were. I mean, like, I, I got a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and apparently they have greater stamina than, than the president of the United States. They're able to actually form coherent thoughts. 
But what have we o'clock. ever said this before? It's 8 o'clock. It's too late for a president. Right. No, we've never said it before. No. Because we haven't had to. That's the whole thing. You know, the 2 a.m. or the 3 a.m. phone call. Do you want yeah. this person uh, to be able to answer the call when that when that gets made? But I, I like your theory, though, about uh, the idea that someone from the Trump campaign put him up to it. Yeah. Like, it, it almost like, seemed that way. It was yeah. like, hey, you know, Trump said there's no way that you could do a press conference right now. It's 8 o'clock. It's too late for any mortal man. Right. 8 o'clock is just a, pff, the dead of night. Trump Trump says that that you're a wuss if you won't do it. In fact, he's triple dog daring you right now. Yes. He's gone all yes. the way up to three dog dares. Okay? That's right. And then he says, fine, I'll go out and do it. Yeah, and he gives this speech. and ugh. Pulls a scut farkas. And <laughs> this is what happens. Now, it, to me, the media find themselves in a weird place. Because many of them, if they're saying, yeah, that was kind of weird, are also trying to cushion the blow. Yeah. And the strange thing to me is that they're acting like this is new news. That like, oh, yeah, the president is senile. Like, we haven't been able to watch him do it. Watch him through this whole thing. Uh, Watch him deteriorate, looking for dead people, saying that he met somebody, took photos with somebody who wasn't there. Like, like this is brand new. Did you know, oh, my gosh, that the president might be senile? That he has not only memory issues, but, I mean, basic cognitive issues. This is quite disturbing. Quite a disturbing development, Scott. Well, it's, maybe he really can see dead people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he has that skill. Did you see, did you see uh, Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC? Yes. Uh, talking about this because they were livid on MSNBC. Oh, yeah. oh they, my God. Saying, yeah. I can't believe this special counsel would write stuff like this. This felt like a personal vendetta, which I thought that that is, to me personally, I'm literally shaking because uh, attacks on federal law enforcement, on the Justice Department, is an attack on democracy itself. So, hmm, well, yeah. An attack on the rule of law, it's downright fascist. I noticed they also, they also said Trump appointed. But yeah, but he wasn't Trump appointed. That's what, but I heard it three times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he had been in another role, but no, he and, and whatever. Uh, okay, so they're just throwing Trump everything. Against, yeah, right. They're they're just throwing everything against the wall, and and saying that this came off as a personal vendetta. When in fact, I mean, I think pointing out the memory issue, pointing out the fact that he's senile, was actually crucial to the logic behind no indictment. Right, it was. To say, look, a jury yes. would never convict this guy because he's a confused old man. Right. Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC, here's, here's part of what he had to say. What is the test of that? Might that be Donald Trump saying, I don't recall 400 times under Here oath in the same deposition? Is that a good test of it? Um, the, the idea that witnesses over a 40-year discussion, 40-year discussion, don't remember everything, or that someone who graduates from college in June can't tell you where the diploma is in September. Uh, that seems to be a condition that, that, that this uh, special prosecutor doesn't understand in the human mind. Uh, so I, I'm going to be fascinated when I can get into uh, all these hundreds of pages to see what is it that makes you stress the lack of memory in this particular case uh, where you have this completely cooperative uh, witness and there has never been a witness under oath anywhere being questioned over a period of years of that witness's life where they don't say, I do not recall. It is impossible to ask witnesses questions where they answer will not be, I don't recall. And if you don't get that response, it just means you didn't ask enough questions. 
He didn't remember the years he was vice president, dude. No. He didn't remember the year that his son died. That's one of those things that kind of gets seared into your memory. Yeah. And it, <laughs> that's so hacky. I mean, it's just it is. But how the, dare he? Well, I mean, I saw the first five minutes of the View. They were doing the same thing. It was all about Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, he, and his memory. And, you know, he didn't recall 400 times. Yeah, right. Well, no, but there's a difference between saying, I don't recall when you're being asked specific questions about, uh, about the case at hand. When you're asked about, hey, do you know what year your son died? That's not, there's no legal liability in that. If you're asked, what years were you vice president? Right. I don't recall is not an acceptable answer if you want to continue being and then get another four years as president. And, dude, your doofusness got you exonerated. Right. Yes. I mean, it, you win. Yeah, you won. Yeah. You won. <laughs> because of your adult-pated mind, this is what happened. Yeah, it's the magic of the yay-hay. Right. Yay. Right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but, but you're still not facing criminal charges, so there you go. I mean, uh, the, uh, I'm not the first person to point this out, but it's very interesting to me that we have two presidential candidates right now who will likely face off in the fall unless the Democrats parachute somebody in for Joe Biden who have waded into the realm of criminality, according to the Justice Department, but only one of them is actually found fit to stand trial. And is that now the new, I guess, bare minimum? Right. Hey, are you fit enough to face a jury of your peers? Yes? Okay. Because that is kind of a baseline for competence right. in America in general. I mean, we, we're here. The bar is right here now. <laughs> right here it is. All yeah. right, we, we got a lot of uh, stuff to cover, a lot of crazy takes, uh, and including the, uh, the press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, what she had to say right before this dropped, by the way. Oh, and, boy, God. everything just got blown up from what she was trying to say yesterday. We'll get to that and much more. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. here oh great i'd love some but i'm worried about my stomach issues if you're worried about having diarrhea gas bloating stomach pain or loose oily stools it may not just be stomach issues it could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency or epi with epi the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food but epi is manageable use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor that's identifyepi.com sponsored by abvi Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Hewitt, yeah! So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well... 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Van Camp and Robin Joe. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins, Jamie Markley on special assignment. So Joe Biden's had a rough week, even before the special counsel came out and said, hey, we're not going to charge Biden over the classified documents thing because, well, he's too senile, quite frankly, and right. a jury would never convict him. Uh, so just an hour or two before that report dropped, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was also fielding questions about Biden's habit of recalling conversations with people who were dead. He did it three separate times that we know of this week, where he said in 2021 he had a conversation with Francois Mitterrand of France, who's been dead since 1996, and Helmut Kohl, who used to lead Germany, but he died in 2017. So he either speaks to yeah. dead people or he's senile. And again, this is before uh, <laughs> the special counsel dropped that report saying, yeah, this guy doesn't even remember what year he was vice president. Uh, and here is Karine Jean-Pierre trying to fight the good fight and spin what cannot be spun. And look, um, uh, you know, look, as it relates to the names and um, and what he was trying to, you know, what he was trying to uh, to say, look, many people. Uh, elected officials, many people, um, you know, uh, they tend, they can, they can mis misspeak sometimes, right? And look, I, let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, you know, on Sunday, Speaker Johnson said Iran instead of Israel. This happens. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe is not here. There are many times I call Joe from USA Today, Michael. I'm sure he doesn't appreciate that. <laughs> Um, he doesn't. I've apologized to him many times. Now I call him JoJo uh, because the president calls him JoJo. Uh, but and also Sean Hannity himself has said uh, Jason Chavitz when he met Matt Gates. I mean, it happens. It really happens. Rick Scott even confuses saving say, uh, saving Medicare money with cutting Medicaid. Medicare, pardon me. Uh, and so this happens. Uh, you know, it um, uh, it is. It happens to all of us. Uh, and it is common. No. Okay. <laughs> it's common for people to misspeak. Lord knows. You listen to this show, you're going to hear it. Well, in. sure. It yeah. happens. But this is a, a routine thing for Joe Biden. Yeah. Where he routinely says things that are not true and could not have possibly happened. Where he forgets where he is. He thinks he's running for Senate sometimes. I mean... It, 
this is not just a flub because, you know, you got the, the bright lights on you, you're on cable news or national news or whatever, and you just, oh, wait, I, I, I misspoke here or misspoke there. That, that's not the same thing as what we see every single day with Joe Biden. And then <laughs> it's like two hours later, this report drops, and all of a sudden, everything that Corrine Jean-Pierre said uh, was completely washed away. It's remarkable uh, to watch this turn of events here. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Go ahead. I did notice, too, that uh, everybody she cited in that was a conservative. Oh, yeah. Every single one. That Yeah, that that's what it is. Sean Hannity, what Rick Scott. Trump saying Nikki Haley right. instead of Nancy Pelosi. Right. Okay. I, I mean, it's just so ridiculous. It is. Because, it, again, it's not it's not a habit. You know, you don't you don't turn on Fox News every night and watch Sean Hannity basically just completely give up on sentences. You know, you, know, you don't watch him, you know, refer to people who are dead all the time. I mean, that, that that's not something that happens. It's not a usual thing. That's not normal, and we shouldn't be treating it as such. More on the way. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Of course, I mean the the big story of the day, man. I, I don't know how you how you escape this. I know you know Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin is, is out there. I thought Putin just sort of came across as long winded and unhinged, but also a very scary individual. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, some people seem to see a lot in it as, as as something like really significant and all that i mean it's it's interesting to watch but i don't know what what we really gained out of it i think the people who look really silly are the ones like hillary clinton who are saying this is a threat to democracy or you know adam kinzinger saying that you know tucker carlson is a is a, a, a is a traitor for interviewing vladimir putin it's interesting it's on x if you want to watch it it's like an hour and a half long well a lot, there's a lot of filibustering going on there yeah putin yeah, right. And then just long-winded storytelling. Yes, right. About about why he went into Ukraine, about all the all this kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, that's on X right now. I I I genuinely don't know what the left was really freaking out about, other than they just hate that they can't be looked upon as the single source of truth. Which which brings me to the freak out over the special counsel uh, report that dropped yesterday, Robert Hur. Uh, special counted, uh, counsel appointed by Joe Biden's Justice Department last year. You keep seeing Trump appointed. He is a Republican. He did serve in the Justice Department under Donald Trump, but he was appointed by Merrick Garland, old shaky. <laughs> so, I, again, I, when they say Trump appointed, it makes no sense. That's just not true. Um, and it's fascinating to watch this now after the report dropped and how freaked out they are that they can no longer effectively tell the american people that joe biden's fine and they're having a temper tantrum over it well yeah uh 
MSNBC host and Biden advisor Joe Scarborough. How terrifying is that, that Joe Scarborough, short bus Muppet on MSNBC, is actually an advisor to the president? (laughs) He was ticked off uh, about the fact that the special counsel said he wasn't going to prosecute Biden because Biden is too senile. And he actually misses something really, really important in this. I mean, he misses a lot of important stuff because he's an idiot. But uh, here's Joe Scarborough going off on this. Why in the world would would the Justice Department allow that dicta to be in there? It's gratuitous. Well, and, and he knows it's gratuitous. Yeah. And it was bad faith. It was bad faith that he did it. And it was even and it was even worse judgment that the Justice Department allowed that garbage to be released. Well, they, well, the important thing to remember is that, you know, they're, they're going off on all this, uh, you know, nonsense about how there shouldn't have even been a report written. Because many times uh, if a prosecutor does not decide to file charges in, in most of the time, not every time, but most of the time, they don't explain why. They just say, no, we're not going to file charges. It's like a one or two sentence document that they file to the court, and then that's it. They're not going to answer questions about it because there's no criminal case. Special counsels are different by uh, under the law because they are hired to, to go after a very specific case. Uh, Bob Mueller was that way. Every special counsel is like that. By statute, that's it. So they have to actually file a report, whether they decide to pursue charges or not. They have to explain to the Justice Department and then eventually the taxpayers what they did and why they didn't do A, B, or C. That, that's under the law. So, I mean, the idea that uh, it should have been a one- or two-line thing, no, that's not how the special counsel statute works. No, because we have to know how they arrived at that decision. Yeah, in this case— I mean, we, what, what, what was the reasoning behind it? And in this case, he spelled it out. Here's, here's why I think this. Yeah, why, why we're not pursuing charges because a jury yeah. would never convict. Because no. the president is old and senile. Here are examples of him being old and senile. Yeah, you have to give examples. Yes. Uh, God, uh, that guy. So, I mean, th- again, they're throwing a temper tantrum because they realize they can no longer say, okay, yeah, he's 80. He's, he's maybe slowed down a little bit. His memory's a little fuzzy. But whatever. He's just older. He's still wise. And it's actually an asset, his age. They right. can no longer – I mean, I don't think they could credibly do it, but to their audience – and to most Americans who are paying attention to this now, they see it. They see, oh my gosh, really? He didn't remember what year his son died? He didn't he couldn't quite recall what year he was vice president? That that's pretty shocking to a lot of people. And so now media can't cover it up. So they're they, they don't know what to do. Instead of actually just covering the news, they're they're trying to spin it a little bit here and there. Network news has been a little bit better, I guess. I, I don't know if you saw the conversation on CBS this morning no, or part of it. I did. There was a desperate attempt to try to kind of smooth this over, but I, I still laughed at this. Uh, and, and specifically what it is, I think it's Ed O'Keefe and Gail King and a few others on the panel. And, and they're saying, well, you know, they're talking about the fact that he forgot or, or, or missed, mixed up. Here, I've been drinking out of Biden's mug now. There you go. Mixed up uh, Mexico and Egypt. And they're saying, well, who among us hasn't, you know, made <laughs> who hasn't Who hasn't mixed up Egypt and Mexico before, right? He leaned right into it last night and said, I am a sympathetic elderly man who has a good memory. And that'll be the 
thing he's got to convince and prove to voters over the next several months. I mean, yesterday, in many ways, encapsulated what so many voters tell us they're so worried about. Mm -hmm. Two guys, one who has to spend a lot of time this year in a courtroom, yeah. another who yeah. is perceived as a nice guy, yeah. but perhaps too old and unable to do the job. And at this point, they got to figure out and Which one of these guys do I prefer? To Gail's point, perception is reality, though, yes. mm -hmm. when it comes to the voters. Yeah. This year is an important year, and when he has these moments, and we were talking about this off-air, Tony, I mean, this is this is something that is glaring yeah. moving into this year. And to be holding a press conference about your mental acuity and to mix up Egypt and Mexico, Mexico is not even in the conversation. No exactly. questions about Mexico. It's not the topic of the press conference. Exactly. It's not a good look. No, and it was all about the, the southern border of Gaza, so he went to Mexico. Yeah. Who among us hasn't screwed up the two countries before but we're not president <laughs> who among us hasn't i've never mixed up egypt no, and mexico either. i mix up everything i didn't mix that one up. <laughs> right. no. it's like yeah you know i'm gonna go to puerto vallarta to see the uh, pyramids of giza that's yeah that's my plan <laughs> this summer it's gonna be awesome i love that who amongst us who among us but you you see that sort of tiptoeing around that it's a perception that maybe joe biden is lost it's just people are it's just a perception they have and we got to be really worried because oh, that that might actually become quote unquote reality for us. And boy, that's mm. you know. And he called the special counsel a liar. Yeah, he said he never he would never forget his son's date of death. Right, never. Now the special counsel did he make that up? Pull it out of thin air? Right. Well, of course not. No, Dang. I mean, I mean the, the the if I'm if I'm Joe Biden and I really think that he made that up, I'm saying look. Release the transcripts and everything. Yes. I want to see it. Right. Because, right. you know, because that's a hell of a charge to level. Let's see the proof of this. But anyway, we'll, we'll have a little bit more on that uh, later. Yeah. Uh, well, it's that time uh, where we go around the table and share a story that uh, may be interested or caught your eye at least and may not be the biggest story of the day. But you want to share it with the rest of the class. It's called What's Your Story? We do it this time every day. Scott, what is your story today? Uh, my story involves Dean Phillips. Now, Dean Phillips is running against Joe Biden for the nomination on the mm -hmm. Democrat side. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, is he getting numbers? Yeah, a few here and there. Nothing to threaten uh, Biden's, uh, you know, waltz to the yeah. nomination. But he did tweet out that, hey, man, this guy is not not sound. He shouldn't be doing this anymore. And then he tweeted this back out. He said, I'm attacked for being honest. I said the quiet part out loud. The part DC insiders only do in private. I admire our president. I voted for him and campaigned for him. He's visited my home, been gracious to my family and our country. But shame on all of you for pretending he's well. He's not. <laughs> yeah. And this is from his own party. And he said, you, you know, you can't win this without lying about it. You guys are lying about it. You yeah. can't win without lying about it. So I'm not going to lie about it anymore. I'm yeah. telling you, the guy fundamentally can't do that. Oh, there you go. He's talking to dead people. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that that that, that yes. should be a no-brainer there. Hey, we can't have a president who thinks he talks to dead people. But I like it. This guy's running, and, and he's an alternative to Joe Biden. Again, was he going to win? Of course not. But, I mean, he is out there talking like, hey, you can't vote for this guy. No. Here's why. And then he gets, you know, pounced on. Oh, of course he does. All right, it's uh, What's Your Story? Uh, we do it this time every day. Go around the table and share a story that caught your attention. Uh, I want to lighten it up a little bit. This has nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with Joe Biden being senile. Um, Mount Everest 
you may have seen the stories over the year. It seems like once every year or so, there's a story about how much human waste oh, is yeah. left on yep. Mount Everest because I mean they don't they don't have portajons on on Mount Everest. They don't have facilities there. If you got well, trash collections, a real problem. It, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, that, getting a contract for somebody to run up that mountain, it's really tough. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. They need to contact uh, the city of New York because they invented these new uh, 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 trucks that can actually That's pick right. up dumpsters. I don't right. know if you saw that story I last did week. I did see that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just get the truck up the mountain somehow. Yeah, right? they've invented yeah. these trucks that have been in America since 1966. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they don't have those on Mount Everest, um, so... So they're they're trying to figure out what to do with all of the human waste that's up there, and it's a lot uh, that that they have. So now there's a new rule that if you're hiking up there, whatever you you can't leave anything behind. You know, you, if you pack it in, you got to pack it out. That means you got to do the whole doggy bag thing and, and scoop up your poop. Oh man, that's the new rule. I, I mean, look, think I, about that. It's like the idea of climbing Mount Everest has obviously, as a moved American, never ever appealed to me. Me either. I, I don't understand it. I, I'm like, hey, you know, you do you, I guess, but I don't know. It just sounds like an, an immensely unpleasant uh, thing to do uh, that just became even more unpleasant because you got to haul your poop up there, too. Yes. But the biggest problem, I didn't even realize this. The reason why it's a big problem is because it's so cold at a certain altitude that it doesn't degrade. It just, are, there bo- are there bodies? Oh, there are bodies out up there, up there, too, there too, all yeah. over the place? Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. preserved. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. I'm I'm not interested in climbing Mount Everest at all. Gosh, if somebody yeah. dies, you got to bring the haul their body back too. No, they're not. Gonna, yeah, right now you do. So pack some yeah. bog, body pack bags. Some, go to PetSmart. Get some of those uh, the 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 poop bags and whatnot. Maybe a couple Walmart bags you have laying around. Make sure you're well, packing everything out. Just take one of those big sleds with you. Set it on there and push it down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a crap avalanche. Is right, what it there is. you go. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. All right. God damn. We got more coming up. Uh, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well... 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins, Jamie Markley on special assignment. Hey, you know, uh, we got the quote-unquote big game coming up this weekend. Uh, Prize Picks is it's a good time to check out Prize Picks. It's the number one daily fantasy sports app. All you have to do is select two to six players, check out their stat projections, pick more or less, and boom, you're done. <laughs> I laugh at this one when I see it. Uh, right now, they've got a special going on. Now, if, if... Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard this Sunday. You win. Oh, wow. You think he'll do that? I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, you can turn $10 into two fifty with just a few taps. I've done it. I mean, I'm, I think I'm up now. My winnings are at 800 bucks or so right now. Uh, I mean, it's super, super simple. You just do a little bit of research. I've, I've been winning on basketball. I know nothing about the NBA. Don't even watch the games. <laughs> just look up the stats and say, okay, well, I think this is right or this is wrong, and there you go. Uh, it is that simple. And also they've got injury insurance, Scott. Yeah, that's what I heard about. Uh, they're the only fantasy platform that does this, by the way. The whole injury insurance thing is to keep you in the game. Uh, let's say one of your players goes down, you're covered. Yeah. Uh, right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit of up to $100 as well. Just download the Prize Picks app and use code MVCR. Yep, that's it. MVCR on Prize Picks for that first deposit match of up to $100. Yeah. All right, speaking of sports, uh, Super Bowl, of course, coming up on Sunday. Uh, the There's some interesting stats that are being put out there, not really related to sports. But just about lifestyle, new report says Americans will spend an average of $189 on the Super Bowl, which is up from an average of $124 last year. Well, I mean, have you seen the cost of things? Not all that surprising. $189. Yeah, you're throwing a Super Bowl party or something. You're going to buy all the chips, and you got to buy two bags of chips because of inflation. and terrible. Can I tell you, I'm that guy. I've been to Super Bowl parties. I don't want to go to a Super Bowl party. No. I want to watch the game. Yeah, you can't watch the game at most Super Bowl parties because it's not that. We we've done the last couple of years, gone over to a friend's house, and it's true you don't watch the game. I haven't no. been particularly invested in either team, so I'm okay with just kind of keeping an eye on the game, not really being all that interested in it. Mostly, I'm just running around chasing my kids. Yeah, because they suppose. don't care. They don't care. I mean, the thing is about my kids too. Uh, not only uh, they they actually do enjoy watching sports. They love watching you know, grown men chase a football up and down a field. They hate the commercials. They hate commercial breaks. And it, it dawned on me the reason they hate it is because they're part of a generation that they don't watch a lot of TV, 
but the TV they watch, there's no commercials. No. Or or maybe a 30-second ad or something. That's it. But they, they don't have the long commercial breaks. And, yeah, I mean, the NFL is kind of frustrating in that way where, you know, there's con- it's like here's the kickoff and a commercial break. Here's the first play, okay, and a commercial break. I mean. Yeah, but people want to watch them. Yeah, the Super ads, Bowl commercials, yeah, right? Right. I mean, you get you get people together and everybody's quiet when the commercials are on. And then they start, yep, 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 right when, <laughs> right when the game begins again, right? See, Google Trends put out a list of the most searched Super Bowl recipes. What do you think w- would be number one? Wings. Nope. Uh, salsa. Chips. Nope. Gosh, hot dogs? I don't know. Shrimp scampi. No. I have never shrimp had scampi. shrimp scampi. I like nothing. No hate against shrimp scampi. I like scampi. it, but I've never been to a Super Bowl event that had shrimp scampi. No, especially because, you know, the food kind of winds up sitting out for a little while, and then you yes. go back for seconds. I don't want, you know, room temperature shrimp. No way, man. I've never, I've never, I mean, I've seen peel and eat shrimp, Dang. and that's always gone before the game even starts. But, right. yeah, I mean, I would think wings would be the, the big thing because, you can yeah. just get a whole bunch of them, fry them up, and boom, there you go. I know I go to the grocery store, and they'll be out of wings by probably Saturday. Yeah. Chili was number two. Yeah, I like chili. Uh, meatloaf, meatballs. Meatloaf? Yeah, meatloaf. I've had meatballs. Oh. Like, like I've had meatballs. Meat balls, you just but... throw them in the crock pot and yeah, those you help yourself. Yeah. yeah. Sliders, sloppy joes, et cetera. Uh, and so on and on. Shrimp scampi was just kind of a shock to me. Personally. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. All right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. It's just been a crazy 24 hours, man. Oh, my God. I mean, it It really... Okay, so, you know, yesterday you have Corrine Jean-Pierre scrambling like she usually does, but she was being asked, hey, why does the president talk to dead people? Well, well it's a solid question. What, what, what's the pro, what, what? What's going on there? Why does he why does he think that he had a conversation with somebody in 2021 when that person died in 1996 or 2017 in the case of another person yeah. that he said he talked to in 2021 mm-hmm. you know and she's scrambling and all this stuff and then you got the special counsel report that drops yesterday Robert Herr uh who was investigating the classified documents thing and said well yeah there was wrongdoing and yeah there was an intentional effort to take classified documents that he wasn't entitled to but, yeah, we're not going to charge him with a crime, mainly because no jury would convict him because he is a, a, a well-intentioned old man. Old guy. With, with a memory issue. So you have plausible deniability baked in because Joe Biden is senile. My words, not not the special counsel's words. Well, essentially, that's what he said, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, not not directly, but that's exactly what he was implying. So. So then Joe Biden came out yesterday, last night, 8 o'clock Eastern, or roughly around that time. Right. And said, no, my memory is fine, and screw the special counsel. No, no, I'm, I'm totally okay. 
And it's wild, man. So he started taking questions. Peter Ducey got a crack at him. And uh, here's how that went down. How totally bad out. is your memory? And can you continue as president? My memory is so bad I let you speak. That's what? Uh, that's, that's your memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, president. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. Okay. I have. Well, right. Let's, let's do that. Let's go down, <laughs> pardon the pun here, I guess, memory lane. Okay. This is all from the past month or so. Okay. We're going to go clip by clip here. Uh, here's him talking about Israel and Hamas. There is some movement. And I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the, there's been a response from the opposition. But, um, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. Blanked. Completely blanked. Here's him at an event in North Carolina. Appreciate it very much. I also want to mention Congressman De- Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? This year, I just had my p- picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, all kidding to stop. Anyway, you, you can, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, uh, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. Yeah, I took a picture with her. Wait, no, I didn't. Yeah, just just watch him, right? Oh, boy. Well, and here's one of the three times this week he talked about having a conversation with a dead European leader. Right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. I was in, I was in the south of England, and I sat down and I said, "America's back." And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Robert Hur was making all of that up. That guy's fit as a fiddle. And I think the bind that media outlets find themselves in right now is that the ones who are at least reporting it and saying, yeah, this is a bad look are having to treat it like this is new news. Like like nobody would ever have thought that Joe Biden had degraded so much in the last few years uh, until this moment. I mean, it, it's it's remarkable to see all of this all of this come out. They're either, you know, attacking the special counsel, which, you know, five minutes ago was an assault on democracy if you try to attack the Justice Department. It's a slippery slope to fascism if you attack the federal law enforcement apparatus. Uh, so you have that going on. Um, and, and, and so they're either throwing a temper tantrum about this or acting like it's new. And it's not yeah. new. And I'll tell you, man, there's part of me that finds it funny. There's part of it that finds it very frustrating. And there's part of me that's just straight up ticked off about it. Because for years it was, no, he has a stutter. Even 60 Minutes last fall when they interviewed him, Scott Pelley comes out and says, you know, uh, but when he gets tired, his lifelong stutter comes back. <laughs> like, no, it's not a stutter, dude. The guy's senile. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. 
it's crazy to me watching this whole thing un- unfold and that we're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, the, the special prosecutor, the special counsel was was out, way out of line by pointing this out. No, the, the entire reason he's saying we're not going to pursue charges against Joe Biden is because a jury wouldn't convict a senile old man for doing things that plausibly a senile old man would do. See, if he just would have went helmet coal, would have gotten away with it. Right. Exactly. All right. More on, <laughs> yeah, okay. more on that later. I mean, that's, of course, the dominant story of the day is that apparently now it can be told that the president is senile. Yeah. I, I, I want to switch gears here. Cats out of the bag. Yeah, Uh-oh. I know. Right. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> Joe Biden's Dang. lost a step or two. Huh? I'll be darned. <laughs> I, I want to make sure we have enough time to, to get through this story. And this is an incredible story out of Michigan where a dude who identifies as a Muslim woman is suing his ex-boyfriend. So the story is this. Brianna Kingsley got his, the boys, removed. Yeah. And he kept them in a mason jar in the fridge. Well, who wouldn't? Well, when he broke up with his boyfriend, the ex threw the boys away. He said, I don't want this in my fridge anymore, <laughs> which I can understand. Well, sure. The Detroit News got video. The, the lawsuit was filed, I think, last August. But uh, there's been an update to this. The Detroit News got video of the court proceedings, and here is Brianna, Brianna, quote-unquote, explaining what happened here. Uh, Again, this is a person who was storing his... Yeah, marbles. The the marbles in the fridge Mm -hmm. and now wants them back. That physical anomaly has been a point of stress in my life since I can remember. And my middle name that I chose is D, because my whole life I've been called Big D. I'm D from the D. And I thank God that these D's nuts were extracted. I put them in a mason jar. And I put them in the fridge next to the eggs. So the amount that I'm claiming is for the damages of not having these nuts with me. I want them in my fridge, not his. I'm not sure why he would want to keep them. Why did you is want to keep legit? them? Is this legit? Is that legit? I, it sure sounds like it, yeah. These nuts? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, now, here's the ex-boyfriend going, I threw them away. All right. I don't know what... To, Oh my gosh. She had had her testicles removed. I believe if I recall correctly, it was March 23rd, and they were left in the fridge. I wanted nothing to do with it. I thought it was odd, but I tried not to judge because everybody's a little different. No, 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 no. Everybody's a little different can apply to, oh, I like this movie poster, and I don't want to throw it away. Can we hang it up on the wall somewhere? You know, everyone's a little different. Is like, yeah, I really like this this tacky rug that I got in college or whatever, and I'd like to keep it somewhere in the house. It is not keeping specimen like that in the fridge next to the eggs. But I, I never knew you had an option on those things. Apparently, you can take them with you. We make a nice necklace. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. It's what made her happy. Whatever. I want nothing to do with them. Um, I'm not one for body parts and all that stuff. It's kind of gross, actually. Um, it's part of her twisted humor, not mine. Um, so let me ask you this: Was the conversation ever from you? 
I'm done with you. Could you please get your your testicles out of my refrigerator? That never came up, and if they were so important to her, I don't understand why she didn't grab them then. <laughs> Would you please get your testicles out of my refrigerator? I have a question for you, dude. Yeah. How did you tangle yourself up into this? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, were your options so low that this is the best you could do? I think that's that's one of those things where you want to put what in the fridge? Okay, we're yes. done. <laughs> I, I, we, yeah. No, you're not putting I that mean, in the fridge. I mean, early in the relationship, you go, well, okay. Well, no. <laughs> you can't do that. No. <laughs> Man, I mean, I'm thinking my wife didn't even let me keep a futon that I liked. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to put those in the in the fridge there? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Like that... we're looking at the expiration dates of yogurt and throwing it away. <laughs> Come on, man. It's, what what a time to be alive, man. Oh my gosh. We got a senile president. We got people suing over fridge testicles. It's strange. Golly. All right. Anyway, <laughs> to quote <laughs> Joe Biden, anyway. <laughs> anyway. This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. With the football season wrapping up and basketball heating up, now's a great time to try the number one daily fantasy sports app. We're talking about prize picks. It is the easiest way to do daily fantasy sports. Very easy. Just select two or more players, pick more or less their projection in a wide variety of stats, and then place your entry. Yeah, I'm having fun with the easy gameplay, the huge selection of players, sports, and stats options. Plus, not to brag, I'm doing pretty well right now. Nobody likes to brag. Yeah, not bad, though. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy platform with injury insurance to keep you in the game, even if one of your players goes down. Over 7 million sports fans have already signed up. And right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit of up to $100. Very simple. Just download the Price Picks app and use code MVCR. That's code MVCR on Price Picks for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. We got the 2024 No BS update coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, I want to start with this, though. A new report, I saw this in the New York Post, 
is highlighting how federal COVID funds were used in Washington state to give $1,000 checks to illegal immigrants who were ineligible to receive federal economic impact payments, stimulus payments, basically, during the pandemic because they are here illegally. Basically, you're here illegally. You didn't get your your Biden bucks in uh, in, in 2021, and so we're going to give you us, the state of Washington, are going to give you illegal immigrant a thousand dollars. They spent three hundred and forty million dollars on this program. Jeez, then <sighs> a thousand check, a thousand dollar checks to illegal immigrants in the state. This was a report by the Economic Policy Innovation Center, by the way pointing this out and you know we hear a lot about how we'll never really know what the full amount of fraud was involving pandemic relief money right because it really was just washington shoveled and this started under trump but you know money just shoveled out into the american uh, public and states were like what do we do with this and some states used it to pad the stats on their overall budget for political purposes you know like jb pritzker in illinois talking about hey we have like a balanced budget and blah 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 it was a mirage because it was a one-time payment you got from the federal government. It wasn't because of fiscal responsibility in the state of Illinois. Those words don't even make sense coming out of my mouth. Fiscal responsibility, Illinois. Nope. Right. Yeah. Not how that works. California did the same thing. I mean, a lot of blue states did that to, again, sort of buffer their – or buff it, I should say, their 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 bottom line in their general revenue fund. So – uh, and apparently the state of Washington found it fit to uh, pay illegal immigrants with our money. <sighs> At what, what point you know, <laughs> do, do enough people really say, okay, this is ridiculous? No. Yeah. We're putting a stop to this. Well, there is some underlying pushback going on for the first time, maybe. Yeah. A little bit. Where it's like you're talking about veterans who aren't taken care of. Yeah. I mean, in some cities, you have the, the homeless out-of-control crisis, and this is what we're dealing with. Right. But they were called undocumented Americans the other day. They're changing the terminology, yeah, I saw yeah. which I thought was hilarious, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Undocumented Americans. Yeah, that was Senator Chris Murphy talking on MSNBC, called them undocumented Americans. And what a jack. heard that before, and I think that's that's kind of the next turning of it. Oh, it has to be, right? You can't yeah. say illegal alien anymore, even though that's what it literally says in U.S. law. Right. Um they're they're called aliens illegal aliens um you can't say illegal immigrant nope no no undocumented immigrant now it's migrant asylum seeker yes or undocumented american undocumented Mm -hmm. american how does that actually work well Uh, they can't those two words don't can't work together no they don't no you're you're a national of wherever you came from living illegally in the united states right uh period all right it's time for the uh, 2024 no bs update here the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins 2024. 2024. Are you running? Are you not running? No BS, BS. update. Everything you need to know without all the crap. I'm allowed to do another research. Yeah, he's fine. He's good. Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, this time next week, we'll certainly have a, a, a whole bunch of polls that will have been captured after the disaster of a press conference last night from Joe Biden, uh, where he goes out there and says, no, my memory's just fine. I'm I'm not cognitively impaired at all. And by the way, uh, Mexico is south of Gaza. 
and just one of the many things. Yes. Right. I, I, it, it's just embarrassing. And uh, Axios had a report where one House Democrat, they didn't name who this person was, but uh, called it uh, awful and wondered why the president's staff allowed him to hold a press conference uh, that late at night after a full day instead of right. on Friday morning when he'd be fresh. Fresh. It was eight and o'clock. Full of goat it, juice. Yeah. It was eight o'clock. Golly. I mean, I, pro- I, I'll, I will say this though: everybody who arranged that thing needs to be fired. Oh yeah, but well, they need to be fired. I, I, I do wonder how much of that was Biden just saying, "No, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do this." Well, Obama needed to call him and say no. Yeah. Well, there there had been uh, allegedly, and again, I, I don't. You got to take it all with a grain of salt, but it's out there that uh, there was initial consideration that that the president would have been resigning yesterday, last night. Um, but then he was talked out of it. I I don't buy that part of it. No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think Joe Biden has any intention of willingly nope. walking away. It's going to have to be something more serious. And I I tend to think you know to me when, when they when those sort of rumors started circulating and we can get more into this later to me the timing of it didn't make sense because there would still be an opportunity to have an open primary and the democrats do not want that and the democrats certainly do not want kamala harris to be the president although the the joke has been made man joe biden during black history month refused to allow american to have america to have his first female black president terrible uh this is the mark lee van camp and robin show of course, that's the biggest story of the day. Um, well, yeah, it's like the know. only story of the day. Yeah, you have the special counsel coming out and saying, well, uh, we're not going to prosecute Joe Biden for illegally retaining those uh, classified documents and sharing them with a ghostwriter and whatnot. Not going to charge him because the jury would not convict him. Not because of anything other than he's an old man with a bad memory. Nice guy, just kind of old and uh, you know he's senile obviously that that's where we are today that the that, some weird miracle on 34th street defense <laughs> right right i mean he's an old he's an old man who's insane and yeah he thinks he's santa claus as well you know <laughs> he, he thinks he's president too that's right exactly <laughs> this, this is the mark we make show Jamie Markley is on special assignment. You know, I got a little bit more on uh, on Joe Biden being, uh, well, pointed out. It was pointed out by the special counsel investigating the whole classified documents thing uh, that he's senile and therefore will not be uh, facing any charges related to the retention of those documents. But I do also not I, I don't want to miss another big story here. And I know we talked about it yesterday but or, or earlier in the week, but it, it was interesting to me uh, to see how thoroughly disappointed many partisans in media were during the Supreme Court hearing on uh, on 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 the Trump Colorado ballot case. 
because there is a very real possibility, and I said this from as soon as this went to the Supreme Court. It's like, no, this should be a 9-0 decision. This should be sort of the Brown v. Board of Education moment where the justices realize, no, we're not going to let people just take you know, political candidates off the ballot because of feelings. There have to be rock-solid criteria uh, that are at play before you say somebody is ineligible to appear on a ballot. And so those arguments were made, and it looks like all nine uh, Supreme Court justices are at least open to the idea of striking this down. Um, and so, you know, at, at, at worst, I think people who pay attention to this for their living seem to think that it's going to be like an 8-1 decision, but maybe very possibly will be a 9-0. I uh, can't believe Katenji Brown-Jackson is going to go along with it. I, I don't know. There are times where if you go back and listen to it, and obviously we're on the air as this is all happening, so we weren't able to listen to it uh, just all the way through. But uh, the more you read, the more you hear from it. It's like, oh, she was actually pretty skeptical of the logic behind taking Trump off the ballot, even if it's clear that she believes that uh, the Capitol riot was an attempt at an insurrection. She <laughs> It doesn't sound like she's all that convinced. Uh, Jonathan Turley, he's a law professor and a a, a legal analyst on Fox News. He's worked at almost, I mean, at several networks. I know at least CBS and NBC. Um, And uh, he he, he wrote something today on his website, jonathanturley.org. And he starts off talking about covering Bush v. Gore, where, uh, you know, there were of course, partisans trying to uh, trying to go both ways, saying no, uh, uh, George W. Bush trying to steal the election, blah yada yada yada. Al Gore has a case, hanging chads, blah blah blah. But for the most part, the coverage was, in his recollection at least, uh, fairly balanced. Where you're trying to explain the legal nuances of this particular case that has so much importance to the future of America. Uh, he says this is not, in this case, uh, uh, you know the court changing right uh we have changed as legal analysts is what he writes the court itself is deeply divided on some issues however the justices gave a fair hearing to both sides that's not the case with the coverage he writes looking back at the coverage most legacy media called upon the same legal experts who have previously endorsed virtually every claim made against trump they predictably declared trump as clearly disqualified despite the fact that this theory has never been embraced by the federal courts uh, many of the media turned to Professor Lawrence Tribe, despite a long record of constitutional claims rejected by the court, in some cases unanimously. Tribe assured the public that the theory of taking Donald Trump off the ballot in Colorado was unassailable and also insisted that the theory is an absurd interpretation. Uh, the theory that, you know, uh, 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 that he should be allowed to be on the, on the ballot. Right. Um, it is important that such views are heard in the coverage. The problem is that the media has once again pushed this novel theory to the point where many assumed it was indeed unassailable. There's a lot of people who are watching this all go down, watching what they think is the news, who are going to be shocked when this thing dies in the Supreme Court. They're going to well, do- yeah, How many people are walking around today thinking that he was convicted of insurrection? Yeah. The charges were brought and he was found guilty of it or whatever. Right. Or he was guilty of, of, of an insurrection. Yeah. 
not opinion, but, you know, was he charged? No, he wasn't. No, and he, he, he makes this point, Jonathan Turley does. What was most troubling is the repeated attacks on the court by legal experts who suggested the only thing keeping Trump on the ballot was the bias of conservative justices. Yeah. Representative yeah. Jamie Raskin, Ugh. Democrat out of Maryland, said this is their opportunity to behave like real Supreme Court justices. He writes, uh, it appears that both Justices Kagan and uh, and Jackson, Ketanji Brown Jackson, did not behave like, quote unquote, real Supreme Court justices in oral argument by objecting to core aspects of the legal theory behind taking Donald Trump off the ballot. It's like there there is a possibility that this will be a unanimous decision and, you know, a, a solid portion of America will think that it was a grave injustice because people in the news lied to them. Right. People in Congress lied to them and convinced them that this was a rock solid idea. That Trump's an insurrectionist and he can take he can be taken off the ballot. Uh, boom, boom, boom. It says right there in the Constitution. I mean, that, and, and to me, you know, it goes back to when Trump first said that the media or he says the fake news media is the enemy of the people. And I bristled at that. I really did. It was like, oh, hold on a second. Okay, we know they're leftists. We know they lie, but I don't know, enemy of the people. And Jamie made the point years ago now uh, saying, you know, your friend doesn't lie to you like that. Your friend doesn't convince you to believe things that are not true uh, repeatedly like this, like Russian mm -hmm. collusion and all of this. So, uh, yeah, they, they kind of are your enemy. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not my friend, what are you? And... When you have a situation like this again, yet again, where so much of the national media was trying to convince people Colorado got it right in taking Trump off the ballot, they're going to be shocked to learn that they have been lied to yet again. Well, I mean, another argument with all this has always been they want to take him off the ballot because he's, quite frankly, looks like he's going to be reelected. Oh, yeah. They want to take that possibility away. They don't want you to decide. They want to no. decide for you no. because they know what's right for you. I mean, they know is... how dangerous this is. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the Democrats. Run a better candidate. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, did you see the Democrats have filed a complaint now against um, RFK Jr.? Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. uh, they're saying that he illegally coordinated with a super PAC. Yeah. Now, I, again, I don't know if it's true or not. But this reeks of Democrat desperation because they know that RFK would be a spoiler candidate uh, for Joe Biden. And so, Some, they, yeah, and, and they did it four years ago, too, a lot. And, you know, I brought it up at the time and we've talked about it on this show plenty of times since when you're when you're talking about election interference. You know, talk to Jill Stein, talk to the Green Party about how the 2020 election was handled because the Democrats successfully got them taken off the ballot in some pretty key states. Uh, namely Pennsylvania. Uh, so to, to try to take away that uh, that potential spoiler for Joe Biden. Right. I mean, this is like some weird Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan thing. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to take my competitor out so yeah. I can win. It's it's only democracy if you vote for the person that I want you to vote for. That's actually it's called fascism incredible. or authoritarianism. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, if it's Trump is as horrible as you say he is. And if he is as dangerous as you make him out to be, well, the American people aren't stupid. Mm -hmm. They'll certainly not vote for somebody like that. Right. 
But, of course, you know that's not true, and you know that most people know it's not true. What's the second thing you do? Well, make him ineligible to even be on the ballot. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, if you love America, vote for the guy who's not facing criminal charges and is only not facing criminal charges because he's senile. Yeah. Which is what the special counsel investigating the uh, classified documents case with Joe Biden uh, ultimately found. Not yeah, how are you feeling to, about that? Yeah. Yeah, not going to prosecute him because he can't remember things anyway. <laughs> Unreal, man. It, it, so frustrating. Yeah, this is one of my favorite uh, reactions to this. It's Ari Melber. He's a lawyer, you know. Just ask oh, him. He'll tell you. Is he? Okay. Right. Yeah, MSNBC's Ari Melber says, hey, it's not a big deal that Joe Biden couldn't remember things like when he was vice president or the year his son died. No, not a big deal at all. In fact, this is... This is standard practice, is what Ari Melber said. <laughs> Listen to this. It's fairly standard lawyering to advise people, even when in doubt or you think you might remember. If you can credibly say, I don't recall about something, that's a standard legal advice. And it has nothing to do with the age of the person giving the deposition. When you're under oath, you can't lie. If you do recall, you have to say that you can. But if you can't... Exactly. Well, that, that's the whole point, right, Rachel? That basically, because of those standards... Uh, the extra burden that you don't want to get anything wrong means yes. you err on the side of saying, I don't recall, I don't remember, unless you really specifically do. And if, you, if there's a, a thing that might seem minor and you're not sure and you're being asked about a very specific aspect of it, like, was it in the morning that meeting or was it in the afternoon? And you had that meeting that day and you even refreshed your notes. You know, I don't recall what part, time of day. And so, oh, my gosh, you're, you're 25 and you can't tell the morning and, and night apart. Joe Biden couldn't remember what year he was president. Or vice president, I should say. All these analogies are so nuts. <laughs> and then they're so far away from what we're hearing out of this. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. I, look, look again, you're not talking about, hey, and so was that meeting, when did that meeting start? Well, I don't recall. Yeah. Could have I been mean, 930. I don't really recall. Yeah, that is standard. But when you're asked, what year did your son die? You have no idea. Yeah, and you nor, don't know. Nor do you know when you were vice president. You don't know that yeah. either. Why were those questions asked? Well, they're they're asked because you're going to the memory issue here. Yeah, you know you're you're trying. Actually, you're trying to help this guy by saying he's just you know he's in he can't do it. He's a well, nice old guy, but he has no memory of anything. Yeah, part part of it was also probably establishing a timeline. Well, place. yeah, that too. So, yeah. If Joe Biden, for example, says, uh, uh, or let's say the, the prosecutor is interviewing him and says, again, I haven't seen any transcripts, but let's just say, uh, for the sake of argument, hey, what year uh, uh, did you move these boxes to uh, the uh, your think tank? What year did you move those? I don't know. It was somewhere around the time that my uh, my son passed away. Okay, and what year was that? Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't recall. Yeah, I don't recall. I think that was maybe 2012. Well, no, he died in 2015. You know, that that's why, you know, it would you 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 might ask that question because Joe may have remembered it as this was a time in my life when something significant happened. And this is maybe around the time when a box got moved from one place to another to the garage or whatever. And then he says, OK, and what year was that? And if he can't tell you the year, that's not standard lawyering. That's actually just senility. You don't remember that. I mean, it's 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 a frightening prospect here. Um, all right, we got 
more to get to, of course, and we're going to set you up with the Friday Five countdown Ooh. we do every week. That starts at the top of the next hour. News update on the way. This is the Markley Van Camp Live. Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed. HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This new year, make eating better and saving money a priority. And make it easy with America's number one meal kit. Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. With the football season wrapping up and basketball heating up, now's a great time to try the number one daily fantasy sports app. We're talking about prize picks. It is the easiest way to do daily fantasy sports. Very easy. Just select two or more players, pick more or less their projection in a wide variety of stats, and then place your entry. Yeah, I'm having fun with the easy gameplay, the huge selection of players, sports, and stats options. Plus, not to brag, I'm doing pretty well right now. Nobody likes to brag. Yeah, not bad, though. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy platform with injury insurance to keep you in the game, even if one of your players goes down. Over 7 million sports fans have already signed up. And right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit of up to $100. Very simple. Just download the Price Picks app and use code MVCR. That's code MVCR on Price Picks for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robin. Jamie Markley's on special assignment. Man, it is a crazy time to be alive. Talk about this a lot. Um, and I, I, I like to joke about, you know, you know, buy guns and ammo and plant the crisis garden, get right with Jesus and all of that. And, you know, to me, that's a practical thing as well. But if you want well, to protect yeah. your savings and investments, uh, there's a, a group that can help you out, Scott. Yeah, um, that's true. It's not too late to diversify either. Take that old IRA, that 401k, and turn it into gold, my friends. Yeah, as, po- as opposed to uh, uh, many other investments, Birch Gold Group can help you because gold thrives in times of uncertainty and is an important part of diversifying your savings. Uh, they'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. Doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Pretty easy, too, man. Here's what you do. Just text MVCR to 989898. You'll get a free information kit. Yeah, that's MVCR to 989898 for that free info kit. MVCR 989898 to get started. Uh, meanwhile, at the White House, uh, White House advisor Ian Sams is out there. He is a, a, a 
spokesman for the White House legal team, essentially. And did you know the president actually didn't step on the rake when he went out there and said, I don't have any memory problems. And by the way, good news, I'm getting Mexico to help with Gaza. I, <laughs> it's what news to them, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah Mexico's like, gay? <laughs> what, what did he say? <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Ian Sams is out there, and I just want to play you a, a snippet here what he said. The president spoke powerfully about this last night after a long investigation that turned over every stone and explored every theory. The special counsel decided that there was no case there. Because he couldn't convict because Joe Biden's a doddering old man. <laughs> yeah, I have a question. Why did they make that assumption? Why did they? What was the reasoning behind it? Well, yeah, right. He's a drooling old man. Right, exactly. He's a, the guy. The guy kept asking when pudding time was. Golly. He said, "I took my medicine without I mean, any." You can, uh, you can spin this as many circles as you want. You can get the lap dogs on board to spin it for you. Bottom line is, we saw it. Yeah, we saw it while it was happening in real time. Yeah, and I, I would actually, I would love to, I can't wait to see the polling. I'll just put it that way. I cannot wait to see the polling either over the weekend or uh, certainly moving into later, like this time next week, we'll definitely have a pretty clear picture as to which direction it went. The betting markets have already uh, have already moved on this, by the way, uh, docking Joe Biden significantly uh, after this because everybody, it's out there. Like you said, it's out there. Everybody can see it. Everybody knows yeah. Joe Biden is senile. Yes. All right. Uh, we got to move on here. Uh, we got our big Friday five coming up uh, in just a few minutes, and I'm really excited about it. It's a big countdown we do every week uh, where usually it's music-based, it's songs, and so we take a, a holiday or you know something in the news, and we try to do senile songs, and there just aren't enough of them, um, unfortunately. Uh, instead, what we're doing, we are celebrating uh, Food Service Appreciation Week. Who knew that, by the way? Right, I know. David I, Van Camp I, knew. I knew. I used to work in the food service industry, That's and right. I, I really want to tip my cap to the people who keep us fed. Me too. So what are the top five bands or artists that have a type of food in their name? It's a little tricky this week. Uh, but the number is one eight 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 four eight five MVCR. That's one eight 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 four eight five MVCR. Top five bands or artists with a type of food in their names. We'll get. We'll kick it off next. This is the Mark Levin Camera. Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's on special assignment. Well, we're not Joe Biden, so we can't forget. It's Friday, and that means that we do something really special at this time. Here we go. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f out of here, all right? 
The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, it's the Friday Five. Now, what is that? The Friday Five is a countdown we do every time this week, or every week at this time, I should say. See, there you go. I've listened to wow. too many Biden clips. I'm just, I was just going to say, you really need to empty your head from that. Yeah, we're wait, we're we're broadcasting from Mexico, right? Or are we broadcasting from Egypt? With some uh, no, I think no. underground Hamas. Yeah, somewhere. something. Something. I don't know, dude. I, I you know. I, I don't know. This is a nice reprieve, though. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, it definitely is. Okay. That. So, so what is the Friday nice Five? Reprieve. All right, it's yes. a countdown we do every week at this time where, you know, take a little break from news. Usually it's based off of something in the news or a holiday. This week is Food Service Appreciation Week. So we want to give a tip of the cap to all the people who keep us fat and happy. Uh, and so what do we do? Top five bands with a type of food in their name. Oh, wow. Bands or artists with a type of food in their name. If it sounds like a type of food, that it could be a sauce. It could be, you know, uh, a seasoning, a dessert of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you rank it. How do you a rank condiment? it? A condiment? Yeah, a condiment could work yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, how do you rank it? Well, how big or iconic was the band or artist at the height of their powers? How well do they stand the test of time? How much do you hear them these days? And then thirdly, the uh, personal like. How much do you personally like it? You average out those scores, and that's how we get our five. And I will say our Friday five this week is a little bit weird because what wound up being number one was not a number one for either of us. Yeah, how about that? But we had enough of a disagreement about the rankings of this to where both of our number ones wind up being number three and four. That song. It's that's very strange. Happened. That's, that's never happened before. Yeah, that's new. So, yeah, that, that's new and exciting. The number, if you want to get in, is 1-888-485-MVCR, 1-888-485-MVCR. Let's start off with our buddy Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Hi, Mary. Hey. What you got, what you got um, today? Well, what I got is I think I had a really good connection because I got through on the first dial. There you go. And, yeah, and I'm going to go with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. just just barely missed number one, but you're in the top five. Number two. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, Huge band. Test of time, pretty good. Yeah. And I like them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a solid number two. I Weirdly enough, neither of us had this at number two either. <laughs> Yeah, I almost did, but but you're right about test of time. I mean, these guys can still sell out arenas. Yeah, I mean they're they're a big band. I mean, you still yeah. hear their songs, yeah. uh, several of their songs on the radio still. Uh, so, and I, I'll tell you, the first time I felt old was when I heard Red Hot Chili Peppers playing on a classic rock station. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh, well, no. I know. I can remember. Sometimes you were just you hear a song, it's so good you never forget where you were or what year it was or anything. Yeah. But was under the bridge. I thought, what a unique sounding, cool record that was. Yeah, that that is a good song. I yeah. mean, just a good song. I, yeah. I listen. I mean, I played it to death at top forty. Yeah. So yeah. All right, uh, it's the Friday Five top five bands with a type of food in their name. Let's move to our buddy uh, Johnny and Salina. Johnny, it's been a minute. Happy Friday, brothers. <laughs> there you go, hi Johnny. Yeah, no, it's been a minute, man. I'm sorry about that. Just had life happen, you know what I mean? I know. You know, but anyway, um, you know, I've got to really uh, kind of break down for a moment and just be serious. I'd like to apologize to Scott 
a friend. Sorry to hear about your mother. Oh, thank um, you. My deepest condolences. My heart goes out to you, my friend. Thanks. Um, I'd also like to send out my love and regards to my own mother. She's a wonderful person, and I couldn't, I couldn't survive without her. And the wife of my, oh, my love. She has been a great, great mother as well. We can't appreciate our mothers enough. But anyway, um, I feel for you, my friend, and I, I'm so sorry about yours. Well, thanks. So let's get back to it. How about <laughs> we uh, go with some uh, even flow here and go with some Pearl Jam on my toast, my brothers? How about that? There you go. I'm kind of surprised you didn't have this one in your top five, Scott. Uh, I like them. Uh, Test of Time kind of maybe held them back a little bit for me. Well, that song is still still around. Yeah, I mean, they got I mean, a few songs that are still If it weren't for the first album, it would be pretty light. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, I like them. I, I just, I never got too enthralled by them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Markley and I, way back in the day, we saw them at Chicago Stadium. Yeah. And they pl- played Chicago Stadium because uh, he wanted to play, the band wanted to play where Michael Jordan played. And at the time, it was <laughs> Chicago Stadium. Wow. That's true story. But they were great. I mean, but I don't know. I, I just don't reach for them hardly ever anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I, I also, do you, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the vocalist, honestly. I'm, I don't, yeah. I don't really long, 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 I don't like that. I mean, I, I like that song. I like that song a lot. Yeah. I like uh, it. but yeah, it's kind of hit or miss for me with, with Pearl Jam. Um, by the way, just the tip of the cap to Johnny, man, that was, uh, very well done. Well, heartfelt. And I just yeah. want to say, I am impressed how quickly you can go back into that voice, man. Like Pee Wee Herman, you can that was come in and come in, come in and out. You just know? incredible. All right, yeah. uh, we're doing uh, top five bands with the type of food in the title for the Friday Five today. One eight 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 four eight five MVCR. Let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey guys, love your show. But I'm here to warn anyone against accepting a homemade necklace from Mr. Scott Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> Arts and crafts, man. That's right, man. <laughs> they got a special uh, aisle at uh, Hobby Lobby for that. Yes, they do. Yeah. Ooh, I hope not. Yeah. Anyway, it's not my sorry, artist, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> my artist, Meatloaf. Yeah. Number four. So now I'm for the end of time. So this was number one by one Scott Robbins. Yeah. Kind of surprised there. God, this is so big. Yeah, big. I don't. And I still hear Paradise. I still hear uh, two out of three occasionally. Yeah. Um, and then the the, the follow up to this Bad Out of Hell two was a multi platinum yeah. record too. So uh, I'll tell you, man. I, in in my uh, truck at least, Meatloaf is having a moment, and I like Meatloaf. I don't reach for him all that often, but I I do uh, like the music. But my kids have been listening to a lot of like uh, Disney or or little kid yeah. orchestral tunes, and I just had had it. So I tried. I, I was racking my brain, like thinking, okay, what's kind of in the same vein as that, like a theatrical kind of thing, but that's not show tunes or Disney songs. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Bat Out of Hell, and my daughter and son both love that album. Yeah, and so it's uh, fun. So Sing now, along, you know. I mean, it is really funny to hear my four-year-old daughter, Baby Chuck, go uh, Bat Out of Hell. And so that's pretty funny. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best parenting move, well, you but, know, hey, you know, you, but it saved me from right. Disney tunes. 
and That's blippy. Well, whatever, whatever works, so, man. Yeah. I'm doing it, all right? Yeah, I agree. All right, it's the Friday Five, uh, top five bands with a type of food in the title. We've gotten uh, number two and number four. Number two, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Number four, Meatloaf. Let's talk to Debbie calling in from Peoria. Hey, Debbie. Hi. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Hi, what's your song, Debbie? It's not a song. It's Black Eyed Peas, the group. Oh, oh yeah, the band Black Eyed Peas. Sure, yeah. That's one of the weirdest bands, man. What you gonna do with all that ass, all that ass inside? I like the band occasionally. Yeah, I can't do them a lot, but yeah, that but that's a. A good honorable mention, I'll put it that way. They were certainly big. I mean, they had a, a few huge records, but oh, yeah. Um, at test of time, I'm not entirely. I never sure. hear it anymore, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right, to the right we're looking either. for food bands or artists. Uh, let's talk to Scott in Oregon. Hey, Scott. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, man. What you got? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Blue Oyster Cult this morning. Oh yeah, man. Number five. Now, this one didn't make your top five, Scott. It did make no, mine. No, it didn't. Um, and I don't even know why. I guess I just had other, I thought we're in front of it. I like Blue Oyster Cult fine, though. No. Yeah. I mean, that, a big band. I mean, I think Height of Their Powers and Eight. Yeah. 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 Test yeah, of Time. Yeah, maybe a little, yeah. And you still hear that one and uh, Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah, Test of Time is pretty good on that, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I saw that when I was in high school. Really? It live in concert. Was yeah. it a good show? It was it was yeah, it was something. The whole Godzilla <laughs> thing with the eyeballs and the shooting out the rays. <laughs> Dilla, and, yeah, it, it was wild. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a reset here. It's the Friday five. We're doing top five uh bands with a type of food or condiment or spice or something in the title. Uh we've got number two and number five and number four actually, Red Hot Chili wow. Peppers, Meatloaf, and Blue Oyster Cult still looking for numbers one and three. I will say you kind of have to think outside the box for number one for what wound up being number one. Uh and number three, nah, I don't know. I think number three should have been number one, but that's a story for when we get the call for it. <laughs> We'll finish it up next. This is the Marquis Van Camp and Robert. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well... 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Hewitt, yeah! So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is out today on special assignment, missing all the fun of the Friday Five, the countdown we do every week. This week we're doing top five bands or artists with a type of food in their name. And so right now we're sitting at number two, Red Hot Chili Peppers, number four, Meatloaf, number five, Blue Oyster Cult, still looking for numbers one and three. The number is one eight 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 four eight five mvcr If you want to play along, let's get back to the phones now because we don't have a lot of time. Let's talk to Joe in Scranton. Hey, Joe, rough night for you last night, man. Hey, you know, uh, that, uh, that uh, Pablo Escobar uh, press conference powder doesn't have the same effect as it used to. Uh, <laughs> doesn't doesn't hit like it used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, my band today is, is what uh, 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 <laughs> All right, come, uh, on. come on. Well, anyway, it's uh, it's what that son of a bitch Donald Trump says my brain is. It's a, it's a limp biscuit. There you go. <laughs> it's just one of those days. That was a, you know, hey, a solid honorable mention, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm embarrassed busy, to yeah. admit that there was a time when, when that was my favorite band in the world. Okay. No one did it better than hey, man. Limp Biscuit. Everybody's got their thing, right? You yeah, know? yeah. I grew yeah. out of that pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Jason calling in from Alaska. Hey, Jason. Hey, how are you guys doing? Love your show. Thanks, Jason. What you got? I am going to go with, uh, I give this to my dog named Fentanyl every Thanksgiving. Uh, it's cran- the Cranberries. Cranberries. <laughs> Your dog named Fentanyl. <laughs> Turns the dog into a zombie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Come here, Fentanyl. Come on, buddy. 
Yeah. Come over here. Come over here. Uh, let's talk to Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Hello, gentlemen. Um, hey, Scott, does your fiance have your balls in the fridge yet? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Usually in her Perfect. purse, though. <laughs> no. Even better. You know, I got my rosaries from the lady of, oh, uh, anyway. I'd like to dedicate this song to uh, Monica, and we're going with cake. And uh, RIP for your mother, Scott. Thank you. Appreciate it. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's all time got a little hurt on that one. I mean, you can kind of hear this song still. I actually got a platinum award for cake on my wall. Really? Yeah. The the album Fashion Nugget, they've never been able to live up to that. That 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 album is amazing. I well, seriously, I love that one front to back. Got your whole life to write the first album, six months to write the second. Yep, That's exactly. how it works. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's talk to Lisa in Oregon. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. What Hello. you got? What you got? Uh, hey, um, am I on? Yeah, yes, you, you are. are huh? Yes. Holy smokes. Okay. Love you guys. Have to say that. Faithful listeners every day and every Friday. And my first choice was not this, but I bet everybody loves some banana. Banana Rama. Banana. a solid honorable mention you know yeah they, they had they had a, a couple of songs and yep. then went away forever yep. yep uh i think we're running short on time so i, I can't believe we didn't get to number one i huh? think we're gonna get to number yeah we're gonna get to number three here oh, okay. right now this was my number one um and i think it should have been a runaway number one but you know i only get one vote number so. three oh wings wings man Band yeah Mm-hmm. I like Wings. That song is still big. Uh, oh, yeah. Let Die, etc. I mean, that oh, yeah. song still gets played. They were certainly a big band. Jet, Helen Wheels. Jet, yeah. for sure. Let's talk to yeah. Kim. Hey, Kim. Kim. Yes. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kim. What you got? Hey, I'm. Uh, my band is Bread, going way back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Night after night. I have a special place in my heart for bread. I do too. I do too. My favorite. I mean, Markley's not here. We can admit this. Yeah, right? we yeah. can. Yeah, without without being shredded for it. I right. I like them. I mean, it's 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 easy listening. It's easy on the yeah. edge. All right, we got a we got a bird number one. I said this was kind of a thinker, and we actually went back and forth as to whether or not this counted, and ultimately it 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 did. So here's number one here. Number one. Paul and Oates. This is yeah. the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. Yeah, it's Holland Oats. I mean, it's not really spelled like the food oats, but it sounds like oats. And so on a technicality, it gets in there, and that winds up being your number one for the Friday Five. Yeah, you eat in a dining hall. Yeah. <laughs> There's the stretch, man. <laughs> right, right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
you know, limber up with Scott Robbins over there right. to stretch that much. Yeah, That's so right, number buddy. one, Hollow Notes. Number two, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Number three, Wings. Number four, Meatloaf. Number five, Blue Oyster Cult. That is your Friday Five. Thank you so much for playing along. It always makes it so much more fun. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Monday. Uh, of course, the big story of the day is the special counsel, Robert Hur declaring that, well, there's not going to be any charges against Joe Biden, not because he did anything or didn't do anything wrong, but because a jury would never convict him because he's old and confused. Holy cow. I mean, that again, man, it's a yay, hey moment because you're saying, yay, no charges. And then, hey, wait a minute. Right. Did you just say I'm too senile? Right, right. <laughs> Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, who may go down in history as the worst VP pick ever, because if she were good, if she had a solid approval rating, I would bet anything. I, Joe Biden would have resigned last night. They would have oh, pushed yeah. him well, out. Yeah, I agree. It, it's like, we're done. We're done with this. No. But they know with Kamala Harris, she's an anchor around the Democrat Party's neck. And uh, it, it would just be a complete disaster for them. Anyway, but she was asked about this, um, and you want to go? I haven't heard this, Scott. Oh God! Do you okay. want to go on this journey with me? Yeah, together? I, actually, I do. I saw it. I saw it up on the, my monitor in here. All right, but we don't have the volume up, so I couldn't hear it. No. But I can't wait to hear this. This ought to be. Good. I'm glad you asked. It's with Joe Biden as president of the United States, and what I saw of that report last night, I believe is, as a former prosecutor, um, the comments that were made by that prosecutor, gratuitous, inaccurate, and inappropriate. October 7th, Israel experienced a horrific attack. And I will tell you, we got the calls, the president and myself, in the hours after that occurred. It was an intense moment for the Commander-in-Chief of the United States of America. And I was in almost every meeting with the President in the hours and days that followed. Countless hours with the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of State, the heads of our intelligence community. Got it. And the President was in front of and on top of it all, asking questions and requiring that America's military and intelligence community and diplomatic community would figure out and know how many people were dead, how many are Americans, okay. how many hostages, is the situation stable. He was in front of it all, coordinating. Okay. 
and directing uh. leaders who are in charge of America's national security, not to mention our allies around the globe. For days, and up until now, months. So the way that the president's demeanor in that report was characterized could not be more wrong on the facts and clearly politically motivated. Gratuitous. <laughs> and so I will say that when it comes to the role and responsibility of a prosecutor in a situation like that, we should expect that there would be a higher level of integrity than what we saw. Thank you. Yeah, go after the messenger. Well. Shoot the DOJ. Yeah, it's on them. Well, yeah, I mean, Attorney General Merrick Garland, old shaky, when he, when he appointed uh, Robert Hur in January of last year, he said, Mr. Hur has a long and distinguished career as a prosecutor. As U.S. attorney, he supervised some of the department's mo- most, more important, rather, uh, national security, public corruption, and other high-profile matters. And, and I, I mean, the, the, the spin on this is interesting. They're saying, well, he, he was just a big old meanie to Joe Biden, saying that, yeah, he has memory lapses. The guy doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what year his son died. Doesn't know what years he was vice president. All of that. Um, and the spin here is now, well, he was just mean. I mean, you know that he well, worked in the Justice Department under Donald Trump. All of that. And look, we know they're going to work the refs on it. Of course they are. But they're saying that it was gratuitous when, in fact, I don't think it was. If you if you read sections of that report, why it's relevant is because he is laying out why he is not recommending any criminal charges against Joe Biden. It's it's crucial to actually say that. Because otherwise, it's like, well, yeah, there was wrongdoing, but, you know, we could never get a conviction, and he's senile. That's it. You know, so I, I, to just say, oh, yeah, it's because it's this, you know, prosecutor is just, a ma- or is, just, is just a big old meanie to Joe Biden, that's, the, that's what they're going to try to spin it as, and it doesn't make any sense for any thinking person. I, I cannot wait to see what the polling uh, shows after this, especially after the disastrous press conference last night. Uh, meanwhile, Ian Sams, uh, he is the White House counsel's spokesman. So he's he's speaking for the legal team of the president, of the office of the president. And this was not only transcribed, but there are recorded interviews. There are recordings of this interview that potentially could be made public. And I, I think they should be as much as you can release this stuff because I want to see and Joe Biden ought to be uh, ought to be shouting from the rooftops hey man release as much as you can so I can prove that you're lying about my mental state but they're not doing that no because they know that this guy her was actually probably telling the truth uh Ian Sams again the spokesman for the White House legal team uh was asked hey are you gonna you know want the transcript released Does the president support the release of the entire transcript of his interview uh, to put to rest uh, some of the things that you think are being overlooked? A reasonable question. I think that uh, it's important to know that we're dealing with classified materials in this conversation. There are classification issues there. I don't have any announcement on, you know, releasing anything today, but it's a a reasonable question, and there are classified stuff, and we'll have to work through all that. (laughs) 
<laughs> Re- redact it and give me the rest. Right. Well, well, it's funny that you know the whole issue is that he uh, willfully retained these classified documents when he wasn't supposed to. He's like, well, and then he bragged about it to his ghostwriter. Yeah, I got classified material in my basement, my garage, sitting next to the old Corvette that you know firefighters rescued from a near deadly house fire. That wasn't really a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean the spin is going to be interesting. It'll be uh, it'll be fun to see how this uh, fleshes out in the in the ensuing days. Will this ultimately matter in November? This particular moment, no. Uh, but the storyline that has begun today will matter a lot, I suspect, um, which is that now it can be told. Joe Biden doesn't have a stutter. He's senile. Uh, and a Biden-appointed, Biden Justice Department-appointed prosecutor says so. So there we go. All right, are you ready for your big trifecta? Gosh, dang. I, <laughs> I mean, my head's just Are you ready? Yeah. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. All right, it's the trifecta. Top three stories a day, according to Scott Robbins. Usually Casey Kasem or the ghost of Casey Kasem is along for the ride, but he vacations with Markley. So uh, I'll just introduce it. Number three, a utility company has been decommissioned, and you want to talk about this. Yeah, a lot of pressure from the Congress. A utility company, Duke Energy, plans they plan to decommission their energy storage batteries. Why? Well, because they're produced in China by a battery maker there, CATL. One of the nation's largest Marine Corps bases, Camp Lejeune, is beginning to phase these out as civilian projects. Um, and they're doing this because they're afraid that they might be able to turn off electric grids with these or perhaps spy on people with these that they're built in. Now, the question I have is, and I'm glad they're addressing this, why in the hell are we buying this stuff from China? Why are we doing this? Why are we dealing with a company that's getting their supplies from there? Because everything comes from China. It's it's remarkable. (laughs) Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah, like nobody. But anyway, never fear. Congress is on it, and you know they're going to take care of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice power you got there. Would be a shame if somebody turned it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, terrible. And by the way, uh, you know, with the electric cars and blah. Yeah, okay. This is just all mm-hmm. a bad nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it's the trifecta top three stories of the day, according to Scott Robbins. We're down to number two. You want <laughs> you want to talk about this guy, right? Uh, about Tom Nichols. He writes for the Atlantic. Yeah. Oh, you know who he is, right? Yeah, he got he got, yeah he's pepperoni nipple guy. Yeah. He posted a shirtless selfie of himself poolside for some reason. I don't understand why. Okay. I was wondering where that came from. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. I think he actually got cyberbullied because he had a garbage take about Joe Biden's uh, uh, press conference. Oh, this is wild. So he tweets this out. All of these reporters yelling at Joe Biden and bombarding him with questions that are really just their own views disguised as what everybody thinks. And then he walks right back to that podium and shows that he knows exactly what he's doing at his job. Now, that post was up for about 10 minutes and he took yeah. it down because he was absolutely getting shellacked. Well, and one of my favorite responses to this was, so you said something unfathomably stupid, and when called out, you blame everyone else. You really are Principal Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah, because when he says, yeah, it goes right back to the podium and shows that he knows yeah. what he's talking about. That's he went back right. to the podium to talk about Israel and Hamas, and then he claimed that Mexico, or he was trying to get Mexico to let Gazans in. He meant Egypt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah he's fine. Yeah, there, there's no problem there at all. All right, and it is the trifecta top three stories of the day, according to Scott yeah. Robbins. We're all the way down to number one, late night TV. You're well, saying they're declaring yeah. open season. Well, this is interesting. Jimmy Fallon last night, um, and, and again, I don't have the audio on this, but I'll, I'll give you what I have. Fallon said, well, a lot of people are talking about this. Earlier today, a long-awaited special counsel report focused that President Biden mishandled classified documents but will not face any criminal charges. Yep. The report said Biden won't be charged because the jury could see that he is a well-meaning elderly man with a very poor memory. And people started to laugh. He said, I'm serious. He said, a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Laughter. It's pretty embarrassing for Biden, but on the bright side, he'll forget about it five minutes later. So, I mean, it's all going to be okay. <laughs> Taking a shot at Joe Biden. How about yeah. that? Yeah, we'll, we'll see what the rest Maybe of the Maybe the worm is starting does. to turn. I can't imagine Kimmel doing this because he's no, so far. No. He's so far in the weeds. No, and, it's going to be all Trump, Trump, Cole Trump. Bear, too. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like some of the shows I saw this morning where it, Donald, I mean, it was Joe Biden that did these things, Joe Biden that had the gas, Joe Biden that did all this. Uh, but then they're going to go, well, Donald Trump 44 times yeah, right. said, I can't recall, I don't recollect. Mm-hmm. And they, this is what they do, man. It's not yeah. even there. I'm talking about Joe Biden. They're like, well, Donald Trump said, yeah. okay. That, that's all it is, Trump, Trump, Trump yeah. all the time. Man, that would be like its own cable channel. <laughs> We got we got Nimrods in the news coming up along with the news update. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson, hell yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Hell yeah! So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt! Yeah! Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins, Jamie Markley on special assignment. You know, of course, with the economy being what it is, running a business is a 24-7 job. It's easy to fall behind on things like closing the books. Hey, man, if this is you, you should know these numbers. Yeah, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000, that's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down the cost. Yeah, and one, because your business, well, is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution and one efficient system, one source of truth. You get to manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and most importantly, improve those margins. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. Yeah, having all your info in one place makes it easier to make better decisions. And right now... Uh, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. All right, real quick news update here in Florida. I, I, you you might have seen this. You know, the DMV is not going to let you uh, switch your gender on the uh, on your license. Well, good. Well, yeah, you obviously, because you're right. You can say you're a woman all day long, but you're not actually a woman, and vital records are important. Yep, That's why they have vital in front of records. <laughs> right. Yes, you know. Yes, uh, and now there are uh, there's a protest going on outside of the DNV with these drama queens. Oh God, they're they're laying down in front of the DMV. Oh no, holding cardboard tombstones. Here we go. One of them says, the DMV murdered me. Yeah. Murdered you? Okay. What? Uh, all right. No one takes you seriously, okay? No one. <laughs> Ron DeSantis no one. killed me, says another yeah. sign. All killed right. you? How? How in the world? I, I just want one reporter to go up to this nut and say, okay, exactly how does the how did the DMV murder you? How'd they right. murder you? Right, exactly. And I'd like to know if there's somebody out there sitting on the fence about this whole issue that goes up there and goes, well, I hadn't thought about that before. I'm on your team now. Right. <laughs> right. I somebody mean, who's just never, trying to get their this, license renewed. They right. I mean, step this isn't effective. Freaks. And already, I mean, you're already pissed off because you got to go to the DMV, right? right? It's not yeah. a good thing. It's like the dentist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez. The DMV murdered me. <laughs> me. Gosh. Because it's not playing pretend the way I want it to. Gosh. Gosh dang. All right. It's time for Nimrods in the News. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right, we're starting off here in uh, Florida. 
some cops get a call about a 49-year-old man who decided to take his truck for a spin on the beach and then drive it into the ocean. I saw this guy. The guy's name is Jason Bruschkovich. Yeah. Now, you're actually allowed to drive on the beach, but you can't go, you know, he went around a closed gate that said, do not enter, and then he drove his truck into the water, and he said, quote, to the cops, not my fault the truck don't serve. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he's been arrested. Uh, yeah, and that's Nimrod. <laughs>